I'm a big fan of Uber for myself, but sign me up as a big fan of Uber teen accounts, which is just like it sounds. It's an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. If Uber teen hadn't come in to save the day, then my daughter wouldn't have been able to get to her dance class the other day. And I got to track her ride from my phone. I got text updates. It really is super cool. So if you need help with drop-offs for this or that, Uber teen can be your new best friend. And you can get 40% off up to $15 off three Uber teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. Now see out for details. Add your teen to your account today. It's super easy. Available in select locations. Again, see out for details. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe available early 2024. Canva is awesome for so many reasons for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. All right, we're going to go around the room. i got a question for you guys. All the same question. Eddie, you're up first. Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve? When I hold the door open for someone and they don't say thank you. I hate it. I'm doing a nice gesture. I don't need to hold the door open for you, but I love holding the door open for people. But I also like the, hey, thank you. No problem, man. Have a good day. Same level of irritation if you let someone in traffic and they don't wave? Same thing. I hate it. I'm being nice to you. Say thank you. Wave back. Acknowledge that I did it. Any chance you just didn't see their wave because their windows are tinted? I always yeah. look. Dude, I always look. When I let them through, I'm like, oh, where is it? No, no wave? Okay. Lunchbox, what is your biggest pet peeve? It's easy. When you're in traffic and you're driving up to a stoplight and you're going to turn right at that light, and the car in front, the first car is not turning right. If you're not turning right and you're the front car, get out of that lane. Like there is, You no- can if you're the front car if there's a red light. No, no, no. But they could have got over. They knew they weren't turning right, and they just pull up, and they just stop, and you just have to sit there. But if it's a two-lane, everybody doesn't have to be in the left lane to go straight. I understand, but it's very annoying when there's, let's say there's three cars in the the left lane, and they get get over into the right lane just so they can be the first car when you're trying to turn right. It's just like, oh! I get why that could be annoying. But they're not doing anything wrong, because those two lanes are built to But they're not doing anything wrong, not saying hi to Eddie, or thank you to Eddie. No, they're not. They didn't acknowledge me. But they don't need to acknowledge you. Gosh, so many expectations on the road. They didn't ask you to open the door. This guy on the road, when they sit there in that lane, it's just like, you got over, so you wouldn't be car three, so you could be car one. Just what so if you didn't I can't get over? Turn. What if they're just in that lane the whole time? There are two lanes. Because I don't like to be in the middle lane because uh-huh. other cars are in the middle lane. I don't want to, like, if they veer a little bit, I get hit. Mm. 
So I am always try to stay in the lane that's farthest to the right. And sometimes I don't have to turn right. It's not cool. I mean, I understand if you're four cars back and the three cars in front of you mm-hmm. turn right and you just get stuck there, cool. But when you get over there and just so you can be car one and you're not turning right, oh, it drives me nuts. He's fired up. That's the question. Amy, what's your biggest pet peeve? Wire hangers. And also the hangers that have the metal when it turns. Have you ever been at a store and it all gets caught on each other and then you're sitting there having like a a mini freak out? (laughs) Wow, Amy. I do. I get where wire hangers can be annoying sometimes, especially if it's the paper when it rips the papers everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Wire hangers in my closet, but if I'm at a store, the hangers where the hanger part spins around, Mm -hmm. it just causes all kinds of issues. And, you know, I don't like to behave that way in public. Mine are mostly words. When someone says literally and they don't mean literally, you can just say, you you don't have to say figuratively. You can just say, that guy's big as a house. You don't have to say, that guy's literally as big as a house. It's just use the word. Another one is, well, you can't write it any better. Yeah, you can't. You literally, you literally can. I'm using the word literally the correct Mm -hmm. way. You literally can take any situations happen and write it better. But the literally is not supposed to be literal. It's like. But then don't. But no. But that's the meaning of that word is literal. So, but those are my pet peeves. Yeah. When someone goes, man, I literally, I'm so hungry, Eddie. I could literally eat your hat. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. Can't. You can't. Then eat it. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it, big shot. (laughs) Step up. Hey, cowboy, step up. Eat the hat. So literally, and they couldn't write it any better, or 110%. That's not possible. You can't give any more than 100%. You can't have, you can't fill up a glass of water. That's full at 100 and be like, I'd like to have a 110% glass of water. No, that's, that's spilled <laughs> water. Those are the, my biggest pet peeves. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you need our help. That's why we open up the mailbag. Let's go. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. This is free of charge from unlicensed therapists. <laughs> Hello, whoa, 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 Bobby Bones. I'm moving in with my boyfriend at the beginning of next month. He currently lives in a house with a male roommate. I asked if when the roommate moves out, would he consider hiring a cleaning service? I don't think this was an unreasonable request. If we rented any other place, we would be moving into a place that was clean thoroughly. My boyfriend was so offended that I even asked this. He said he would clean the house himself and thinks I should help. I love my boyfriend. He's not good at cleaning, though. He usually uses the same wipe on the whole kitchen and calls it clean. His roommate specifically is very messy, never cleans, and I think it's unfair to be asked to help clean this space because, quote, well, it bothers you more. I wish I had the finances to hire the service myself and call it a day, but I don't. Nor do I see this as my responsibility. Any advice on what I should do, say, to not offend anyone, but also stand firm. Thank you for any advice. Signed, Neat Freak in a Frat House. Sometimes in relationships, things need to be said that aren't comfortable to hear or do. And I would go in saying, I ain't moving in until you clean the place. Now you can choose not to clean it, but I'm not moving in. That's it. And you're setting a precedent there for the future. And if you go, I'm like moving my happy butt in there until that place is cleaned up, he'll clean the place up. He'll get someone to clean it. That roommate, if he is as disgusting as you claim, I would hate to move into a house like that. (laughs) And you have a great point. If you were moving into a place together, it would be clean when you go in there. It's not a lot to ask to have them come and clean it up. So... If it were me, I would set the precedent by going, 
If you don't clean it, I ain't coming. That's it. I wonder why he's fighting that one so hard. Like it's, He said, if, if it matters more to you, then you should do it. That's what would tick me off. <laughs> oh, what are you talking that about? That statement would make me so mad that I would set the precedent. Because if he said, I totally get it. I don't have the money right now. Maybe we can save and get a cleaning service to come in a couple of months. And I'm very sorry. I'm going to do my best. That's different. Heck yeah, I'd be there. I'd be like, okay, baby, I got you. I'm sorry about that. Let's make love. Something like that. <laughs> Just yeah. like that, huh? Yes. But... The fact that he said, well, if it's more important to you, why don't you do it? Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Precedent set. Do not, because he's going to say this crap to you, not just about cleaning, oh, but he's yeah. going to say this kind of crap to you forever until you break him. Mm -hmm. oh. You got to break him down and build him back up. Look at me. I've been broken down and built back up. Mm -hmm. You're right. Set that standard Only early. in certain ways because I didn't understand what the standard needed to be. I had unhealthy habits for relationships. Going to bed with your feet dirty. Which... Who cares? It's the bottom of the bed. Mm, that didn't last long, did it? Did not last long at all. <laughs> now, so I just, no conscious part of me, all of a sudden I look down and I'm cleaning my feet. I don't even know how well, I got there. Did she say, like, well, clean your feet or I'm not getting in the bed? No, she said, clean your feet or you're not getting in the bed. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I walk around barefoot all day once yeah. I get home. And you know what? She has a point. I needed to be broken. Mm -hmm. The fact that he said, it means more to you so you do it. Set the precedent, draw the line. But also mark that down as a yellow flag <laughs> in how he's going to behave. Sure. No. Break him. Just break him. He's a, he's a wild stallion. Mm -hmm. But you also have to be open. If you say that, she has to realize she's setting the stage for he might be like, okay, fine, don't move in. Oh, you can't give an ultimatum without actually pulling off the matum. <laughs> right. <true. laughs> the matum. Mm -hmm. You got to go with the matum if you give the ultimatum. Have you ever done ultimatum? <laughs> Absolutely. But not really. No. And well, then you've had to do it and you're like, dang it. It's a great question. Because you sort don't want to fold. Sort of. The CBS New Year's special this last year. So I didn't do it. And four months prior... They were like, all right, let's go to another year of the special. And I had to carry the load last year. Most of the show, there was an issue with what? And I said, well, I said, I get it. And it wasn't about the money because it didn't pay hardly anything. A little bit, but not much. I said, everybody else who has a special has their name on it. Ryan, Seacrest has his, Miley. And CBS was the only one that didn't have it. Yeah. And so I said, I did it last year. I didn't say, hey, put my name on it. I just wanted to be like hosted by Bobby Bones. That was it. And they said, mm, we, we don't want to do that. They didn't value their hosts a whole lot. And that was fine. They even said that. They're like, our hosts don't have to do a whole lot. And I'm like, okay, well, you didn't think that last year whenever the weather got crazy and you were like, can you carry this show for half an hour if everything breaks down? I didn't really say that. I just thought it. <laughs> but, um, and I still, I mean, I, I like them a lot, but I said, hey, I can't do the show if my name's not on it. Just kind of saying. And they said, can't do it. So I said, okay, I can't do the show. Ugh. And it wasn't that I was like, dang it, why did I do that? But it was one where I, it was a hard decision to have to do the matum. I gave the Ulta. I had to do the matum. And so I, I had to walk away from the show. And I liked it. I liked everybody as a part of it, but I just didn't want to keep being undervalued because I did feel, and it wasn't even financial. I, I did feel like I was undervalued because I was doing most of the work. So that was it. Yeah, that made him hurt a little bit. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I did. I hurt a little bit. Hey, thank you for the email. Set it. He'll change. Get married. But when you get divorced, we warned you. <laughs> right, everybody? Yeah. All right. Close the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Ronnie Dunn. Brooks and Dunn going back out on tour. 
Do you have any idea how many songs you guys play a night on a set list, Ronnie? Do you know, like, you're going to do 15, 20? Is there a standard? Yeah, you what? have to these days. You know, back, it was, it was like probably 19, 16, 19, and it's according to how much brown liquor we, uh, you know, drink on stage, <laughs> getting to, from 1 to 19. <laughs> would you yeah. ever, back in, it could even be today, I doubt it's today, but back in the heyday, would you ever either accidentally or, or you just knew you'd be so, you have too much to drink, and then you're on stage, you're like, oh no, I accidentally drank too much, it's hard to function? No, that usually happens after I walk off stage. I can I, I keep it under you know under control when I'm up there. I'm saying I have one of the few jobs where you can actually go to work and drink, and it's allowed. Some people, <laughs> even some of my friends, will fake drink on stage because they're like, "It's a party," uh, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, they think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what really is in those red cups, right? Yes, or one, or like a bottle of liquor that isn't actually. They would drink it on stage, so. Uh-huh. Was there ever a time where you're like, okay, we got to slow down. Let's fake drink and make everybody think we're party animals. <laughs> well, we say we need to slow down all the time. We don't fake drink. Uh, no. We'll, we'll do that when one of us, you know, dives into the office, uh, into the, uh, the, the audience or something like that. But uh, now we keep it under control so far. So say we, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that diving into the audience, I did that once. I did one stage dive one time, and I didn't know how to do it, and I went belly first. Oh. It, yeah, <laughs> if they were grabbing. If, yeah, okay. but it could hurt. It could hurt just as bad that way. You know, if you're not careful. We used back in the day when you know we had a bunch of guys running with us. It was Toby, Montgomery Gentry, Keith Urban, even. And we would we got this idea where we were going to all like just take the buses and go to a, a, like a, a big uh, bar after the gigs, right? Not too smart, but we didn't have that far to go. You know, to the next next show. So we would all just just you know wagon train in there. And, and blow in and take, you know, get up on stage with the band and do all this kind of stuff. So this one guy opening act, I'm not going to name him, he plays a song and then everyone's gathered around and he decides he's going to stage dive. So he does the classic Superman stage dive and just as he got uh, uh, up to the top, everybody just cleared away and let him hit the floor. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Cakes. Yeah, he's got to. Uh, okay, look, everybody that's on with us right now, we're talking because Brooks and Dunn, they are uh, going back out on the road. Uh, tickets on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. So take your alarm on your phone and set it for 10 a.m. The reboot 2023 official dates, they're out, they're all over the place. Do you still yep. enjoy it every night when you're touring? Is it still like it's fun to do? The last go around last year was, was the most fun I've ever had. I just don't, I don't feel the, the pressure. Uh, that I used to for whatever reason, and uh, I, I think just just having that that period of time off just kind of allowed me to go out and live for a while and not eat and breathe music, you know, every day. Because when I wasn't touring, I was writing. When I wasn't writing, I was making records. So, and that's that's true for a lot of us. We had the the the, the little ten year intermission and uh, came back <laughs> and it's fresh again. Yeah. When um, they put out a show about country music, I watched. George and Tammy on Showtime, George Jones, Tammy Wynette. Yeah. Did you watch that at all? I did. I loved it. Okay. I was just going to ask you, what were your thoughts on the show? How accurate? Because that was before you even, but I'm sure that you knew people that knew people. How accurate do you think that show was? You know, I don't know. I had to be embellished a little bit, but who who knows, really? I think that's the great unknown. I, I, that I, I walked away you know, from it going, you know, mm-hmm. You know, my wife's over making comments like, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know what I was the most important, I mean, impressed with, and this is not to evade your question, but 
was how how well that both uh, actor and actress like did the music. Yeah, and usually it's, it's really bad, and then no one can can emulate George George Jones, you know. And, and Tammy it would be a really stretch because they're such stylist. I thought they did a great job. Did, uh, I really did. I did mean, you know not, them? Not many of those. Shows. I'll I'll sit through you know from from episode one to episode ten or whatever. Did you know them personally, uh, older? Well, we were neighbors when we first moved here. Like after the first few years that we were here over uh, off Franklin Road with uh, George Jones and uh, Nancy at the time. And, so and what kind of a little bit. what kind of guy was he? Older, grumpy. Yeah, I felt that. Yeah. I did. They used to tell me, they used to tell me don't be friends with Ronnie because Ronnie's prickly. That's what they would say about oh. Ronnie to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. They'd be like, they'd be like, what? Lives down the street. (laughs) (laughs) They'd say, "Be careful about Ronnie. He's a bit prickly." And then Ronnie and I met. Uh, Love at first sight. That little newbie, whoever, whatever his name is. Yeah. Okay. Look, we got (laughs) to the tour tomorrow. Get tickets. Brooks and Dunn. It's awesome. We're gonna end with this. This is uh, Ronnie Dunn's on with us. These are questions. These are awkward questions that our listeners ask us. So I have nothing to do with these questions in any way whatsoever. So do not be upset at me. Okay, here we go. Number one, which one is Brooks? Okay. Which one is Dunn? What? Uh, uh, one, one with the hat, Brooks, right? Okay. The, one, the one with the hat is Brooks. Okay, uh, question two. Does Ronnie Dunn have his voice insured? No, if I lose it, I'm, I'm done. Okay. Literally. Who, who is more rich, Brooks or Dunn? Oh, we're both going to say, oh, me. You kidding me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, have Brooks and Dunn ever fist fought after a show? No, never okay. have. And then never. finally, do Brooks and Dunn text each other? Yes. There you go. That's it. I'm a, that, I'm that's, a, I'm a bigger texter than he is. Those are, yeah. That is true. But I will say this, and what I like about Ron, Ronnie's always growing. Ronnie used to sign texts to me, RD. He would sign them. He'd send me a text, and he'd, be, he'd sign it, RD. <laughs> and I'd be like, bro, this ain't a registered letter. And then well, now it's just all good. But it, even you know, like with socials and stuff, you have these little codes. Sometimes it's like, well, if I don't do this or you don't see that, then it's not real. Yeah, but you don't have to sign so a text. Now the codes out, I have to change it. <laughs> yeah, but he does anymore. There's no well, signing text anymore. We're we're beyond that. But he'd be like, you know, that's what my daughter said. She came to me one day and she goes, "Hey, Dad, I know who you are." I know who it is when you text me. <laughs> you texted me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tickets on sale tomorrow. Go see Brooks and Dunn. I, I love them. There they are, Brooks and Dunn. That's Ronnie Dunn. Go to brooks-dunn.com and livenation.com tomorrow. There are VIP packages, which include premium tickets, invitation to the Neon Lounge, posters, VIP merchandise, and a whole bunch more. Ronnie, love you. Talk That's to you good. soon, buddy. Ask them, ask them why they're buying tickets not to block traffic, okay? You got it. Signed RD. All you right. got it. All right, there he is. Ronnie Dunn, everybody. <laughs> All right. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Nine-year-old Jackson from California woke up on his birthday, and he wanted to ride his bike. And he goes outside, he looks for it, and he's like, oh, my gosh, my bike's not here. He looks all over the neighborhood. My bike's been stolen. Oh, no, what do I do? So he asked his mom, like, Mom, it is my birthday. Can I get a new bike? And she said, honey, like, I can't afford that. Like, we just... I'm sorry, we already bought your presents and we just can't afford a bike right now. So he says, that's all right, no big deal. But I do think that other kids in this neighborhood are in danger. So he calls the local news. Big Rich is a reporter in town. And he calls Big Rich and says, hey, my bike's been stolen. We want to make sure other kids' bikes don't get stolen. So Big Rich does a story on it. Well, more than stolen bikes, story's cute and all. But a lot of people start donating money and say, well, let's get this kid a bike. So they all put their money together. They bought Jackson a bike for his birthday. That's a great story because the kid cared about others, and when he cared about others, it came back to him, Yeah, which wasn't his purpose, but you love to see that. It's a good lesson for a kid and for other kids, but also, Lunchbox, maybe when you call the news to tip them off on a story, you need to do it in a kid's voice. 
Oh. How would that sound? Oh, gosh. Hi, guys. This is little Timmy. Little Timmy? You would call yourself <laughs> little Timmy? No, but I'm just trying to think of a name real quick. And little Timmy sounds good. Lunch has got two names in his arsenal. <laughs> little Timmy and Sally. Uh, for kids? Yeah, just for anybody. <laughs> but Lunch has tried to call the news to get them to do a story about him for years. And they just, they don't bite. I mean, I bought people lunch one day at a sandwich shop, bought the whole restaurant lunch. No, no, no. You said there were like two people in line. Three. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. I told him, hey, make sure you uh, call the Did news. Did you see the purpose, though? This kid called the news to do a story to make sure other kids' bikes Correct. didn't get stolen. It wasn't even about him. Okay, then I'll call and make sure my bike doesn't get stolen. Okay. But you don't. Oh boy. I do have a bike. You did call about your pumpkins. I did. And guess what happened? Nothing. Right. He called about riding his bike because he's saving the environment or something. That's true. Yeah. Want him to inspire America. Eddie, oh that's a good story. Thank you. Yeah, there it's you all go. about Jackson, guys. That is what it's all about. <laughs> that was Tell Me Something Good. If you love cheese, I do. And sleeping, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a company called Sleep Junkie. And they want to see what happens when you eat cheese right before you go to bed. So they're going to pay a bunch of people to do that and find out. Sleep Junkies hiring Dairy Dreamers. A thousand bucks. And they want you for three months to eat cheese every night right before you go to sleep. I'm in. I feel like I'd fart a lot. I'll do it. Yeah, my wife probably wouldn't like <laughs> this. But uh, 21 years old, have good writing skills. That's me. No chance. Be honest about the study and love cheese. So it's from Food and Wine. The thousand bucks for three months of eating cheese is pretty good. Not yeah. bad. Most cheese is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Some of the stinky cheese feels a little weird. Yeah, but, but, still but still good. But still good. Question of the day. Who was the first band, artist, musician that you were really into as a kid? That they were like your first favorite. And are you still into them, Amy? George Strait. And yes. Why George Strait? What influenced you to love him? Because you had to be a kid. How old do you think of? You- oh, seven Eight and then on, uh, I would say my dad loved George Strait. My well, my uncle worked for him at the time, so I think oh, I was yeah. just like managed his ranch. And so being, you know, a Texas girl, my dad is South Texas, so it was like just lots of tie-ins. So we listened to a lot of George Strait and loved it. Yeah, if your uncle works for him, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and you met him as a kid? Yeah, and I wore. Oh, it's so embarrassing. We went to his ranch to visit my uncle and. I don't know why my dad let me do this, but I wore a George Strait shirt. But how old oh, were you? You were a kid. I was probably 10. That's not embarrassing. That's it's cute. You don't cringe because something you did at 10. <laughs> yeah, I do. No, you can't. That's fine. Yeah, That's fine. it was over the... No, because he probably was like, oh, okay, great. My... No, he's probably like, it's a 10-year-old. That's cute. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Don't don't hold yourself accountable. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Uh, George, Eddie, what about you? Def Leppard. My, First ever. My brother was really into like 80s hair rock and he loved Van Halen, but I could never get into Van Halen. But when I saw the video of Pour Some Sugar on Me, dude, on MTV, I was like, this is my band. I was probably, what, seven years old? Loved them. Do you still love them? No. I mean, if um, they came to play a show, no. No. <laughs> no. would you go if tickets were free? <laughs> yes. On, like, a, on a Tuesday night? Hmm. <laughs> no, probably not. I had to say no for that. Lunchbox? It's Tina Turner, and it was all because of my mom. We were driving to Chicago to see her parents, and we stopped at McDonald's, and you went through the drive-thru, and you got a combo meal, and for $2.99, you could get a Tina Turner Greatest Hits cassette or some other person, and my mom was like, we're getting the Tina cassette, and we listened to it all the way to Chicago, and I was like, this lady is phenomenal. I was 11 or 12 years old, first time I'd really listened to music. And I was like, 
This is it. You were 11 the first time you heard music? There was no music before that. No, no, no. That I really, li- like, I didn't you ever really sit listen. around and listen to it. Like, I didn't have. But it never just played and you never had favorite songs or anything? No. Like, my parents played records all the time and I just didn't pay attention. My brother and sister were really into New Kids on the Block. Um, they loved that. Every time we got in the car, they'd play that Your tape. brother did? Oh, yes. Openly? Openly. Because yeah. I liked him, but I always hit it. Yeah. Oh, every time we get in the car, be like, oh, put it in. And my brother and sister would fight over Hanging Tough or Step by Step. Step by Step. Yeah. And so they had each other, I want Hanging Tough. And I'm just like, guys, what This is? What are we doing? But Tina Turner made you fall but in love. But Tina Turner made me realize that music could be cool. Mm. And I still love her today. I would go, I would drive 200 miles if I had to go see her. Mm-hmm. But she'll never perform again. I was thinking about who I like bought a tape for or would record off the radio, and they're way different. But obviously, Garth Brooks, of course. Where I'm from in Arkansas, everybody was Garth all the time. We weren't Oklahoma. That's where he's from, but still was close enough, and he's the greatest. But then, and I didn't have any older siblings. But presidents of the United States of America. Moving to the country, gonna eat a you lot love of that. that was my first, like I found it on my own and could not get enough and pursued it just because I was like, this is the greatest sound ever. And I found out the guy, the guitarist, played a three-string guitar. That was it. He just had three strings on. And they had they had this and lump. Remember lump? Probably. You know Lump, Amy. Lump said alone in a boggy marsh. Totally emotionless except for heart. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Yeah. Is that lump? It's lump. lump. It's yeah. lump. It's She's in, in my, my head. head. Yeah. I was okay. in. It was funny. It was fun. It was catchy. Very different. But you see them now, or you would? Oh yeah. Okay. I drive two hundred miles. I know. It's like, that's a good way to. I don't know. To gauge <laughs> if you're a fan. I love the presidents of the United States of America, and I would buy their albums way after that. Little Dune Buggy in <laughs> the sand. I could do, oh, man. Don't know that one. So that's the first one that I found, but the one that was kind of put up on me was Garth Brooks is my favorite because everybody loved it, so then I loved it. We could do this all day. Diamond Rio. Oh, of course. Yeah. I would go to church camp, listen to Diamond Rio. Well, that was your first concert, right? It was. went to Magic Springs theme park <laughs> and watched Diamond Rio, and I was like, this is the big time. <laughs> wow. First concert you ever went to, ever. Mm. Mine's Diamond Rio at Magic Springs, which was a theme park in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Amy? Amy Grant. Do you remember who opened for her, by any chance? Nope. Eddie? Clint Black at the South Padre Island oh, Convention yeah. Center. I remember that one. You said that one. Lunchbox? Tina Turner. Nice. Alma Dome, 2000. Opener, Lionel Richie. <laughs> oh, wow. Snooze fest. Your first concert was in 2000? My first real concert. Like, concert 2021. Like, I mean, Chris I, Jansen. Like, I went to Texas Country when I was in high school, but my first, like, real, like, concert, like... But that counts. Yeah, Texas that counts. Texas Country counts. Okay, Robert probably Robert at a dance hall. Yeah, yeah, it was just, like, at a... That's no, what I'm saying. Mine was a, at a theme park, guys, with, like, 200 people. <laughs> okay. Mine right. was in a convention center. Yeah, you guys are acting like I went to Wrigley Field to watch Diamond Rio. <laughs> I should have shouted out Frank Irwin Center for Amy Grant. Last concert you went to. Oh, this is tough. I would be Stapleton right here at Bridgestone, and I mean, that was pre-COVID. I have not been to a concert since COVID hit and since it left. have not been to see one artist. So Stapleton at Bridgestone, whenever that was, two and a half, three years ago. Amy? I'm sure I have to have seen someone else since this concert, but Thomas Rhett and Dustin Lynch opened. Eddie? Man, I think the last time I went was Counting Crows with you. Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was awesome, but that's uh, really, well, what, two years ago? I asked my wife, do you want to go to Counting Crows? Eddie and I? She goes, uh, 
do you want to have uh, your appendix taken out? I was like, no. Okay, there you go. I don't want to go. Because <laughs> I do not want to go to Captain Crow. That was awesome, man. So and I went. It was amazing. That was a good time. We were sure. the only two that didn't sit down the whole time. We did, and they were like, sit down. No, we're not. And they weren't, because not because they were angry. They just were old and couldn't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, okay, last question, quickly. The next concert you're going to, is it, it all on, on a list? Do you have one target? I do. Adam Sandler coming up. He's doing a show in town. Oh, oh I got it. Who? I just saw Dave Matthews coming to town. Really? Oh, I'm, that, I am oh going Dave to Matthews that. is terrible. I am oh, going Dave to Matthews is awesome. Dave Matthews is awesome. Amy. I want to go to Taylor Swift. Here? But you don't have tickets yet? Well, we're out of town when she comes here, but I'll travel <laughs> 200 miles. 200 miles? Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Lunchbox. Uh, my cousin's coming to town for Taylor Swift, so if I can get tickets to that, that'd be great. Okay. Oh, he's gonna be begging everybody. Oh, I mean, God. I've been I've been hitting up the bosses, mm-hmm. and so yeah. Taylor we're gonna Swift. be out of town when she's here. No, we're not. Yes, she's we here are. May fifth. Oh, I thought we were out of town that weekend. Nope. Oh, I hurts the following weekend. Yeah. What's up? Here's a voicemail we got last night. Good morning, studio. So I have a question for Dr. Bobby. I hate water. Like, it's just like, I hate drinking it, whatever. But I love putting like a flavor packet in it, like a crystal light or like a Mio, just to give it some flavor. And is that like healthy? Like I'm drinking my water, but I don't know what's in these packets. Are they bad for me? But is it good because I'm drinking my water? Like, what does Dr. Bobby think about this? Is this okay? Because that's the only way I drink water is with like a flavor packet. (sighs) I don't know. Let me know. It feels like I left this message last night. Like, that's me with my voice (laughs) just a little higher. So is it as healthy as water? No. Would I say that it's healthy to put this in? Healthy, no. But if you're not drinking water because I've done research on this, not as a doctor, because don't forget I'm a doctor of letters. Yes, yes, of course. I don't know what that is either. (laughs) It is, for me, it's a net gain if I drink a whole bunch of water and I add supplements. Now, there are some supplements that are really good, but I can't tell you those crystal light packets are good for you. They may not be as bad for you as soda or any of the other things, energy drinks, but if that's the only way you drink water, I like it. Because I think there's a net gain there. I do the same thing. I drink those hydration, the, the liquid IV. Yeah. But there's a lot of sugar in those. And so you got to be careful about doing too many. And I'm trying to avoid as much sugar as I can. But I do think it makes me drink more water. So I try to balance it. You know how you guys will drink a water and then drink do drink some alcohol? Yes. Yeah. To try to balance it. Yeah, exactly. I will do a water with nothing in it and then a water with something in it. And a water with nothing in it. So it's all about balance. But if the only water you're drinking is Crystal Light, that ain't good. <laughs> so work to fix that. And then some, maybe do half a Crystal Light. That's my uh, advice there. Yeah. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. In a new survey, only 51% of Americans say they know their blood type, but like 66% know their horoscope sign. So the difference is you can just look on the internet and see your horoscope sign. Yes. yes. Well, what month is- are you born? Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised more don't know their horoscope sign. Uh-huh. Idiots. Do you know yours? <laughs> Aries. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know my blood type. Good job. Yeah, me I bet you it's not 50% in here. No way. I don't know it. And I have even specifically given blood and said, what's my blood type? And they told me, and I forgot. <laughs> yeah, over ah. and over. Yeah, because then they all start to blend together. O, A, B, C. Uh, yeah, I should know. I should know, but I don't. I, I saw another article this morning about how people are, more and more people are making those if I go missing binders that we've talked about before, where you put in all your stuff, like your blood type, your... DNA, your fingerprints. You want me to put my DNA in a folder? Well, no, you, I'm good. You, hey, sounds kinky. <laughs> no, you make it for yourself and keep it so in case you go missing, your family has like all of your info. Yeah, but what if I want to go missing on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> when you think about that, what if I just want to get away? 
Uh, what else? Okay. Uh, parents of children six years and under were asked what non-academic skills that they want their kids to know in early childhood. And the most popular answers were financial literacy, like filing taxes and budgeting, sewing and knitting, and then inter- internet safety. The sewing and knitting is very colonial. So <laughs> that still. one doesn't, it's not the same to me, but I get it. But the other two, why didn't we learn that? I know. We took the dumbest classes and all part of the curriculum that we were told by our educators, lawmakers, not the teacher's fault, lawmaker's fault. You get out of high school and you don't know how to, at the time, balance a budget or back in the day, balance a checkbook because you really weren't taught that. But if you were, it was like one day. But dang it, I can take a baby doll and keep it alive for a week in home ec. <laughs> yeah, an egg. egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird that common sense, and maybe it's a little better now, but I know it's not a whole, whole, whole lot better. But Gardening was something that popped up on the list too, which nice. I think is a skill that would be cool to be taught. Again, in half school. these are colonial days, and half are <laughs> internet safety. That was really good. Yes. Right, what else? Uh, Gabby Barrett, Lainey Wilson, and Carly Pierce are all in the top ten country radio charts right now. Uh, Gabby's "Pick Me Up" is at number four. So pick me Lainey's Heart Like a Truck is number eight. I got a heart like a truck. And then Carly's What He Didn't Do is at number 10. This is cool because this is the first time that three women have been in the top 10 at the same time since 2020. When I saw this, I thought it was going to say first time since like 1968. Yeah, me or too. Something. But they said 1920. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2020. Yeah, 2020. But I was expecting 1920. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but three years is still a long time. It is, yeah. but I. You know, I guess I'm just used to women being screwed over so much, Mm -hmm. but I thought it was going to be 1920, but good for them. I mean, all three of them are killing it right now. Yeah. Uh, Although every song about Carly from Carly is like a guy screwed her over. (laughs) Isn't it? Am I crazy? Well, that was her season. Is it about a guy? Yeah. I don't know, but it's every song (laughs) and it's weird. It's like, hopefully she has some other songs about other stuff soon, right? Yeah, I mean, people go through seasons. Yeah, but that's okay. You don't have to make every song about it. Taylor did it for years. Taylor still will do it, but I'm saying in between their songs. <laughs> yeah, there's other that's stuff. What it's, yeah, there's other stuff. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Back in 2012, Hody Childress, a farmer and U.S. Air Force veteran, walked into a drugstore in his hometown, Alabama, and learned from the pharmacist that sometimes families can't afford to pay for their medicines. So he gave 100 bucks to the pharmacist, saying use it for anyone who can't afford their prescription. With one caveat, don't tell anyone that the money came from me, from him. So a month later, he went back in. He said, hey, did that work? They were like, yeah. So he gave him another $100 bill, and he kept doing it month after month for over a decade. Every month, he'd go in, 100 bucks, 100 bucks, 100 bucks. The pharmacist did as he asked, and he never disclosed who the act of kindness came from, but he kept using the hundred bucks, which people in that town needed. So no one knew until he was about 80 years old. He was approaching the end of his life. He couldn't get around, and he asked his daughter, Tanya, to take over and start delivering the hundred bucks. But that was his confession to her for the first Mm -hmm. time, that he was the one doing it. Confession's a weird word, but Mm -hmm. when he finally said, it's me, but yeah, but I need someone to keep me doing it. He passed away on January 1st, 2023, and now that friends and family are finding out what he did, they keep doing it as well. Wow, that's, that's really cool. cool. So more and more people are, that's awesome. See, that'd be, I mean, it's like a hard secret to keep, right? But like, it's a good secret. You want to tell people like what you're doing. But he kept that secret. But now it's out, so everybody knows, everybody's going to be looking for that family like, hey, hey, I, I, I. 
Do you think what? they're going to go to the family and go, will are. you break me off some? <laughs> no. no I may, don't at all. They, okay, they may not go to him, but they see him at the gas station. Ah, ah, that's what they do. You, you have something 100? in your throat? You're here to give 100? He's going, ah, ah. What is he talking make sure about? They notice him. on a fur ball. <laughs> I would run over and give him the Heimlich more than I'd give him 100. But you make noise so they see you. Like, oh, that guy could use 100. <laughs> it's a great story for what he has been doing and what that family and what those friends are doing in his honor. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This episode brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start moving, with Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right, so no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. 